Welcome to Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Fides is Latin for faith and truth, and that's what we do on this show is talk about truth and talk about faith. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, the great song that you're hearing in the background is my friend Frank Camp. You could find him on Spotify. Great song. This song is called Heaven Can Wait. But thanks for being here, and let's get right to it. Okay, and welcome to another edition of Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host. I'm really excited to have my friend Thomas Ranieri on. He is now a fourth-time uh, fourth time, uh, guest of mine. Thomas, thanks for being here, man. I'm so happy to be here. I love your podcast. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. So I just have to take you through this uh, for those listening who hopefully I, many of you are have listened to a lot of episodes and you've heard Thomas. Uh, so, so he's come on for specifically to talk about some really unique things, but also to talk about some legal things because he is an attorney and he talked to me about the uh, election stuff, but he texted me. I think I was sitting at my son's basketball game as on the bench as the coach. And I look at my phone and I get a text from Thomas and it, all it says is I have something I wish to say. That was the text. <laughs> and I said, great. My response was great. What's the topic? Because he's always a welcome on. It's not a question of whether or not he can come on, of course. Uh, it was like, okay. But he says, I have something I wish to say. So when Thomas says that, then uh, we got to talk. So what he wanted to talk about was, I think, what a lot of people are experiencing now. And that is, you know, you heard Trump talk about draining the swamp and draining the swamp and, and so much of that. And uh, he's here to kind of explain that and talk about that and uh, give a perspective on that. So, Thomas, I'm going to basically hand it over to you and, and and let you roll with it. Awesome. Well, thank you for the introduction very much, Jerry. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And I'm, of course, very grateful to be back on because it's a privilege for me. I, um, I We were actually just talking about this before the show, and I actually, based on that intro, kind of feel like I should start with this before I get to the real meat. Yeah. Um, is a kind of call to a new awakening of like in a 21st century politics, right? The 20th century politics are done. The, the old establishment, the old order has revealed itself to be corrupt and irredeemably so. They refuse to reform themselves. And so now we're in a new kind of historical era where much like the Roman populace uh, at the end of the Roman Republic realized their, their elites had become so corrupt and oppressive that they would never let them have real power or give them a real chance, that they would always have to be at the beck and call of the elites, thus leading to the Caesarian Revolution. Mm -hmm. Now, luckily we have, well, hold on. First, let me just say that that makes you a populist. Populists and patriot is, is like the patriot of the 21st century. Because right now, the issue isn't that we need to save America, it's that we need to restore it. It doesn't really exist anymore because we are not free the way we were told we would be free. And thus we have to restore America rather than save it. We can't save it, we can restore it. We can restore it to reason. That makes you a populist, okay? Mm -hmm. Anyone that's defending the establishment is an elitist, period. That's it, those are the signs. You're either on the side of the side of the people or you're on the side of the people who want to use their power and money and it basically who, who, who rigged the game. And that's, that's it. That is the very simple dichotomy you have to first understand and react to now in 2021. Yep. And thank, and, and in a sense, thank God that it's been clarified. So, so starkly for us. 
Um, Now, what, what does that mean? Well, that means I think what we have to do is opt out of their system, right? Because the financial system is their financial system. They control it. But the laws that allow that financial system to exist are still, as far as we know, open to anyone. And there's no reason you can't get involved in finance. And then, and I think that's what the blockchain technology and Bitcoin is kind of piggybacking on because what they're trying to do is what we absolutely must do, which is stop the national control of currency by central banks, which is the, which is the corrupting influence that led to this. When you give government control of the money, they're no longer accountable to economics, mm-hmm. right? They control more than they're subject to. And what was in the Middle Ages, the the best coins were the ones that were of the best quality, the florins and the and the you know and things of that nature, right? And the ones that were debased were known to be debased, and thus the gold standard was set by the best coin, not by who minted it. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for cryptocurrency because there's a limited amount. Except you know all, all the different things. It's exchangeable. It's 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 it doesn't have one thing. It's not tangible, and that's that's an, that is a problem because there's Aristotelian definition of money, so that it has to be tangible. I'm almost 100 certain on that. I'm going off the cuff, so if I'm wrong, please forgive me. Okay. But the point I'm trying to make is that we have to make alternate systems, systems with ethics built into them, where they have to realize that it's not that, that they're part of the the economy is not merely a matter of making money, although it is that, but it is also providing a valuable service to your community, and that therefore that that really does kind of create. It, 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 you're not there to exploit or extract, right? You're there to exchange. And that can only happen when people put their minds to it. And the problem with the modern America is that we've, we've just, just, they, they've, they've taken all that away from us. They, or, or even better still, we've given it away because when they added, when they gave us the opportunity, right? To, to, to give up our own freedom in return for convenience, too many of us said yes. Mm-hmm. And now we find that when you cede your power to unethical men, mm-hmm. and when you let systems of, of, of extraction and exploitation exist for a long term, that corruption reaches every aspect of your elite class, which is the ones that are supposed to lead us, right, mm-hmm. to a better future. Not, not some navel-gazing social justice warrior, let's all be nice to each other, but actual achievements in science and technology, in, 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 you know, in, in individual endeavor and aesthetics. You know, there's so many things we could be doing, but we're so controlled because anything that doesn't work in the corporate set, which is to say it's anodyne, lowest common denominator, and absolutely cannot be offensive, therefore means that we have lost our ability to even express ourselves to our own culture. Mm-hmm. And this is unacceptable to me. So in reaction to what was honestly a very painful few months, well, frankly, four years, but but just these last few months have been really painful because of what's happened, mm-hmm. what I've had to see done. And I, you know, I don't care where you stand on the stolen or not stolen. This was not handled correctly. It was handled abusively and in such a way as to damage my faith in the system absolutely, mm-hmm. regardless of what actually happened. And thus... You know, I'm sorry, I lost my train of 
well, what actually, was I? Yeah, so let me actually, because uh, it's a, maybe a good point and you could take a drink of your bourbon. There you go. Uh, <laughs> um, what, what I, a good way to reference of what you're talking about for maybe some that are, are still at the learning stages of understanding all this stuff is we, when we look back to our founding, right, in our founding documents and our founding principles, you know, when we look at the Bill of Rights, you know, they're all of them are what we call negative rights, right? Like right. the government shall not do this. They shall, if you read them, they shall not infringe the freedom of speech, the freedom of lib, uh, religion and so on. And these things weren't simply made because, hey, that sounds good. And let's take a vote and this and that. These, these amendments in rules were made based upon people that knew the history of the world which was tyranny and they were living it under, under the King. And certainly people from all sorts of countries were in America, not just England, but they lived under Kings and those Kings were, were every bit as corrupt and in evil as any other government socialist, whatever you call it, whenever the government is, has the power at the top, it becomes corrupted. I can, I, let me correct you real quick. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yep, go I ahead. have to put in, I have to put in a word here for monarchy. Okay. Okay. It actually, it's not, it's not the worst system in the world. It, it, it certainly has benefits that democracy doesn't have. Now, what you're talking about is just what happens when people become corrupt. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what the system is. There's always going to be people at the top and people at the bottom. And the question is, are the people at the top working to help everyone? Right. Right. Or at least as many people as they can. Right. I'm not saying that to give up their fortunes, but they they have to think in the sense of this money is, in essence, right, stocks in the country that is America. And thus, I have a responsibility for the country that has, has allowed me to accumulate so much, showing how good I am at using resources that I can use them in a benevolent way. Mm -hmm. Right. And in fact, that's the attitude of a king It's supposed to be the attitude of a king. And it, right. like, right. So it's, it's not it's not it's not that kingship is 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 corrupting. It's that people are corruptible mm -hmm. and they can make the wrong choice. And when, when they're the highest person on the hierarchy, there's not a lot you can do to change them. But that doesn't matter if you're a king or you're elected official because Nancy Pelosi has been in there since Moses wore short pants, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, if our, listen, the amount of rigmarole you have to go through, I, I recently started investing in the stock market. The amount of, the amount of um, rigmarole you have to get in order to get a brokerage account, just to mm -hmm. invest in stocks, mind you. Right. And, and, and that you have to have a capital reserved by futures, you know, and that you have to, if you're going to make margin trading, you know, you need a certain minimum balance and all the rest of it, which is all good common sense things, right? Mm -hmm. Why? Because the money matters. It matters who's going to go to. It has a big, it has a big impact. And if you're committing fraud or you're being abusive or you're somehow hurting the market, it's a real problem for everyone. We have to go after you. So we have to know your name. We have to know where you are. We have to know how much money you have. But when we vote, they say we don't need an ID. Right. Why? Right. Because it doesn't matter. Right. right. If it mattered, they would actually do something to protect it. Right. Right. But they don't. So it doesn't matter. What does matter to them is money. So mm -hmm. GameStop happened. And the thing about GameStop and the GameStop short squeeze mm -hmm. is the fact that it shows that it doesn't really matter how much control they have over one or this industry or that industry. Their system isn't perfect. It's designed by men. And men can exploit it to be used against the elites that are trying to oppress or at least repress them. 
And, so and, hey, so could you do do me a favor for those listening? Explain. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. Explain the GameStop uh, situation because I think um, I, I do know from other people. I, I need to be educated a little bit too, but um, there's a little uncertainty of what my my kids are telling me. You got to buy GameStop, Dad. You know, so give a well, brief overview of what happened, if you don't mind. Sure, it's it's very simple. Uh, no, it's not very simple actually, uh, but it. It conceptually makes sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. The issue is that because of the nature of the way stocks work, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you can invest in a good company, but there's not really any way to, to say that company is overvalued. And I think it's going to take a loss, right? And so you need people who are looking at it at a, with, you know, at, a, at a stock with a skeptical eye saying, okay, well, I think it's worth this, but it's selling at this higher rate. So I'm going to make this bet that within the month, it's going to go down or within two months, it's going to go down, mm -hmm. right? And, and that, that's an efficient market that we, we want that, right? Mm -hmm. Because we need some method by which to, to mark that a stock is overvalued. Otherwise, you, there's, there's a great analogy I read recently. A tree doesn't grow until it hits the moon. A tree grows until it falls over, right? So right. it can go without some regulating force, it, it would just grow, grow, grow until it fell over. And, and that's how you get crashes, right? So we don't want that. Mm -hmm. The way they manage, the way they express that, it's to me, it's wild, right? You go to someone else who owns some of the stock that you want to short. You borrow it from them, okay? So at the end of a term of, of, of you know, at the end of a term of time, right? You have to return it to them, and they also get some sort of fee associated with mm -hmm. it, right? Then you take that stock and you sell it at the inflated price, right? Because you think it's inflated, and you and you know because it's it's going to go down eventually because that's the way the market works. It always goes down if it's over, if it's too much, if there's too much investment in it. So you do that and you wait. But, but some people are unethical. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they go and they, they short a stock and then purposefully manipulate the media to get that stock to tank. Mm -hmm. They try to tank the stock. They're basically trying to destroy a company to make money. And that money will not be used for anything productive, right? Now, mm -hmm. it served the market purpose, and that's good. But insofar as it was a self-fulfilling prophecy, that's abusive and unethical. Yeah. What these hedge funds did was exactly that to GameStop, mm -hmm. okay? They invested in it, and they tried to tank the stock. And a bunch of these wackos on Reddit, who God bless them, are wild apes and I love them. Yeah. They said, you know what? No, 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 no. You don't screw us. We screw you. So what they did is called a short squeeze where you artificially inflate. So they're trying to artificially deflate the stock. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh no, I'm not playing that game with you. I'm going to put a bunch of money in there and then I'm going to leave it in there and artificially inflate the price of the stock. Now you, this is a problem now for the guy remember, who borrowed a stock from a third party. Now he has to return that stock to the guy because when you borrow something, you got to give it back. Yeah. He, if he sold it for a hundred bucks and it's now worth 350, right? That's a hit, mm -hmm. right? You got to pay 350, which means you spent $450 now on a stock and made no money. It's just a 450 loss across the board. Right. And you got to eat that. Now times that by 10 million. Right. And that's what GameStop did to these hedge funds. $70 billion taken out of the hands of people who have been abusing 
and manipulating the market for years and we've known about it and everyone is just and, and actually no we haven't sat by we've been, we've been complaining about it since time immemorial and it's because they have so much money they can buy off the people in charge they don't actually face that much regulation. do you know that stock markets are still self-regulated after this yeah after the stock market crash 2008 they're still self-regulated i'm sorry I don't think getting the government involved is much better, but you guys are out of control. Right. And the fact of the matter is if you can, so what happened was then they doubled down, the hedge funds doubled down and they started pulling strings and they made it so a bunch of different platforms would only allow you to sell, but never buy Robinhood stock. And then they engaged in market manipulation to artificially deflate the cost of the stock right, in order for to scare the other people who are holding the short squeeze positions, because mm-hmm. now as the stock goes down, their power goes down with it. They ought to go in and they don't have to worry, like, am I going to lose my shirt on this? Right. If they invested for the purpose of making money, that was dumb. You should, I, I don't think you should do that if you're trying to make a political statement. Mm-hmm. But if you, but if you're making a political statement, which is I'm going to screw you because you've been screwing us so hard for so long that it doesn't matter if it hurts me, I have to hurt you yeah. because you will make it absolutely impossible to work with you reform you you're not being reasonable and and so when you make un, when you make reasonable men when you remove all options from them you force reasonable men to be unreasonable yeah. and you don't want to make reasonable men unreasonable because if you're unreasonable from the get-go the reasonable men who you're forcing to be unreasonable reasonable will beat you and every time the elite has thought they could just hold on to power because they had guns or pikes or swords have almost invariably been wrong you have to be so evilly oppressive to control people through force alone that not only do you destroy your own society and all of your culture and all of your values and basically reduce man to nothing but a beast in doing so, all for your emotional, uh, all for your own emotional um, validation, but you you literally destroy the thing you're ruling. And then even if you don't lose power, it's going to fall apart once you're gone. Mm-hmm. The Soviet, sorry, you have something to say. I can tell. Go. No, I was just going to say is, is, you know, certainly what you're describing is, is really made worse. I have to imagine, and this is a question when you have a ruling party, like the Democrat party today, that did sort of is goes right into it. Well, I'm not saying that it's not the Republicans. I, I, I hear you because that's ultimately your premise. I'm saying is, is it worse with the Democrat party? Oh, I, I don't think it matters. Doesn't matter. I really don't okay. think it matters. I, I I think that if you if so the they, the Republicans failed to remove Liz Cheney, okay, from her leadership position, not even not from Congress, just from her leadership position mm-hmm. as a hey, you broke ranks when we were fighting, mm-hmm. okay, which is something you oughtn't do. Now, that means that they are they consider themselves now firmly in control, and I, and I and I have to imagine some of them are delusional enough to believe that things are going to go back to normal where they can scare us into voting for them so the Democrats don't get in control. But the problem is that since they haven't actually managed to do anything to protect the people they've been voting for, mm-hmm. there's really no reason to put them in office. It's really just, a, it's just such a rigged game. You're a sucker if you play a rigged game. Mm-hmm. Even, I'm sorry, if you're a sucker, if you play a rigged game. And this is a rigged game. And, 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 and then that's why we have to go and build our own system because these, these retards aren't going, excuse me, I'm sorry, that's politically incorrect. <laughs> These idiots will not just work with us, right? And share the wealth. No, no, no. 
no, no, no. They have to have control over the whole, whole thing. Because they're great and wise. I suppose they think they're so great and wise and we are yeah. so dumb and stupid. So uh, when, when or you something say, like that. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I was going to say is when you say, you know, the solution or guess is to we have to make our own system is, is were those your words? Like, what, what do you mean by that? So opt when out you, when you're saying opt out, what do you yeah. mean? What you mean? What I mean is this. Here's what I mean. I'll tell you. There's an old saying. It's uh, easy times make soft men. Soft men make hard times. Hard times make hard men. Hard men make soft times. Unfortunately, we had to be born in the generation that the hard times are going to make hard men. Mm-hmm. And, and the only solution I see is that we as fathers have to teach our children to, uh, to teach our boys, especially to be hard men. Hard men does not mean evil or bad or oppressive, but they, that they will not tolerate nonsense, right? That they will not tolerate you know, the kind of um, abuse behavior, like they, they, they are very ethical and understand that their, their responsibility to their nation and their fellow man and their communities. And, and then when we say that, we have to also then realize that we have to start rebuilding our communities on, on purpose, okay? Mm-hmm. Because even, even now there's so much social welfare and all the rest of it for as long as the American financial system stays stable, which by the way, won't stay stable is, you know, 60%, I think, of the money supply has been printed in the last year. That will cause hyperinflation, probably. Um, I'm not an economist. You know, I did I have, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm ignorant of the subject, but I don't want to hold myself out as an expert on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that when you increase the supply of something, the value of it goes down. Sure. You know, and, and so uh, that's, that's hyperinflation. Um, I don't know how they're going to handle that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, for as long as it goes, there's, there's enough support that you aren't forced really, right, to go and learn how to build community. And, and it, is a, it is a labor that you mm-hmm. have to undergo. I, I you know, I, I'm doing, I'm trying to do it right now. And I, I feel like it's successful, you know, the beginning stages, I'm trying to, you know, it, but it's not just me, like everyone has to participate. Everyone be like, ah, I see what he's doing, right? And he's trying to build community. He's trying to build closeness, friendship mutual respect, understanding and, and, and reliability where if you need a saw, you can come, I need a cup of sugar, I can go, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so like that, but here's the issue is that it's really hard to do that now because of the, the way the market works, mm-hmm. uh, or at least it was until we have now the internet and the internet's, I think leaving its, 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 its infancy, its toddlerhood and it's sort of kind of growing into an adolescent. And it's kind of realizing some of the things they thought would work yeah, probably aren't going to work as strategies. And, uh, you know, the rest of it, they're trying to build their own identity uh, with like the blockchain is basically like an attempt to define spaces in the internet that are segmented and secure because of a concerted effort by everyone involved to keep them secure, right? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's literally a, it's a digital community. And you can use those digital communities to build national communities of people of like mind, Catholic, a, a Catholic blockchain is a great idea, and you know, and, and, and a cat or or a Protestant or I, I don't know a lot about how the organization of the Protestant Church works, mm-hmm. uh, but my understanding is that there are some like overarching um, uh, institutions that that control large or at least have have a lot some sort of dominion over a, a large number of churches mm-hmm. um, that could then build their own network and then they could create value only for themselves. 
right? This is this is ghetto economics. Like when when you have it, it, when you have the Italians coming in, when you had the Irish coming in, they weren't served by the market, so they built their own market, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh, look at the Italians in the little market until they got so economically powerful, the market had to let them in. Yeah, right. Well, we have to build up. We have to build our own new market. And that market needs to be more than merely making money, but making money in a pro- like a socially productive way, mm-hmm. right? And I would say a Catholic way, you know. And and this is why ethics is so important, is because if your ethic doesn't match my ethic, I'm don't I'm much less inclined to in, engage in economically productive activity with you, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to benefit you and your ethic because I don't like your ethic, and I think that. I think you need, I think there's some, there's something to what some of the leftists say about this, that you need to know the kind of guy you're going into business with, mm-hmm. right? Now, the demands they make are childish, they're adolescent, they're illiterate, they're immature, they're stupid. It, it doesn't, nothing, the, uh, all the Marxist social justice warriors, it just doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. Easily deconstructible, thus the need for the ability to, you know, double think, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't want to give them money, right? Right? Because that's what happens. You get, you get someone who's bright and who has a good idea and they, they also are liberal and they make a good product. And we're like, here, money, because we're thinking you're going to make more good products for us. And then you turn around and use our money to try and propagandize us, mm-hmm. right? And that's not cool, right? Right. And so I really think that the 21st century is going to see a movement. I think it should see, at the very least, a movement towards an ethnic, excuse me, not ethnic, ethic-based economy. Yeah. Very important that we make sure. Yeah, definitely. Distinction there, because that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, so it, it, focusing on ethics. No, I, I absolutely. It's really, uh, really uh really great stuff you're saying i know you always uh, for those that have heard thomas before you you got to really you got to really listen when he talks because it's um it's really good stuff and it's deep and it's it's really important so when you said you have something to say when you texted me uh you definitely did so uh just for the sake of time uh we'll, we'll kind of uh, wrap things up here uh, obviously you're always welcome back on as you obviously know um but uh, you're doing some some cool things um oh right yeah as well. So I want to give you the chance to kind of promote that and uh, talk to people about it and let everyone know where they can find you. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I don't know how much you've listened to me. At the very least, this podcast stands in evidence that I can't shut up. So um, <laughs> I, I've been, you know, I, I don't know if you've heard of the Enneagram. Do you know what the Enneagram is? No. We'll talk about that some of the time. The okay. people who know what it is will know what it is. And the people who don't know what it is, hopefully this will tickle them to go and read about it because I think it's important. Okay. Um, but I'm a, I'm a four, six, eight, which is means I'm, I'm characteristically, meaning it is like embedded like genetically in me mm. to always say what I think is true. Gotcha. Even if it's, you know, impolite. Right. And I'm trying to, I, but unlike other people who kind of leaned into the impoliteness, yeah. what I'm trying to do is to figure out a way to be brutally honest in a really nice way. <laughs> I don't know how well I'm doing. Um, but you're doing good. You're doing good. Thank you. <laughs> I have, um, I, so they gave, so this, 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 this great startup, this little startup, uh, this guy from California, he's like, a, he, you know, he, 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 uh, he made a lot of money and then he, he, you know, he, he had his, uh, uh, Paul to Damascus moment and knocked off, you know, his horse converted to Christianity or like recommitted to his faith. 
and has been trying to, you know, kind of switch political views in some ways and wants mm -hmm. to now like bring a, a mess, a conservative, constructive, ethical kind of um, let's be both good and good at our jobs kind right. of thing right. to, to the discourse, which I think is needed. And uh, he offered me after some conversations and interviews we had, he offered me a job, not really a job, a, a, a position as a host of a show, my own show, mm -hmm. which is called Ranieri's Rumble, right? It was a combative, right? And I have yeah. a kind of gravelly voice, I think, and yeah. I'm big and I have a beard <laughs> and I'm scary. So well, if, you're, if you're listening to this, you're going to have to find it, uh, the video on YouTube or Rumble uh, to take, get a look at Thomas. Yes, I have a beautiful face. Yes, you do. Uh, that's about it. Um, I... <laughs> I won't. I won't share the text messages from earlier this afternoon. Uh, I'll leave that to be between us. But, so, where can people find you? So, if they right, went, so, went online, where can they find you? So, I we're on Facebook. Uh, we're on. I think some of our videos are on on YouTube, although that's selective. Uh, we're on Rumble, right, and Roku, and the yeah. other like alt tech um, television sites, right? That were like, oh, if, if OAN is there, or if Newsmax is there. For as long as they survive, haha. -ha, yeah. uh, then we will probably also be there. Uh, I don't know that I have a specific time spot actually yet. I think it's going to be kind of threaded in. Um, again, it's a startup, so things are kind of move. We're just trying to like go with the yeah. flow and and just get a production schedule set up, as opposed to like we're not like 100% there yet. Yeah. But it's good content, like good people who care about you. Mm -hmm. because they care about themselves and they know that those two things go together. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, of course. Where, how would people search for you? So would they just search by your name? Um, and then, Oh, I, I actually need to find that out. This is so new. Okay. That I, no problem. Uh, what I'll do is maybe I'll talk to my, my producer and, and he can provide you that information because I clearly need to know it. And, yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah. And I could, I could post it on all my stuff, put it on my website as well. And so, so people who are listening to this and maybe want to find out can go. Um, and maybe by the time I, I release this episode, we'll have that too. So no, no worries. I'm sure you can look under his name. Um, and, uh, we'll, we'll link to it too. So Thomas, man, Hey, thanks, uh, for coming on and, uh, for talking about such a really great and really important topic, especially now with all that's going on. I appreciate it. And again, man, always, always welcome. Thank you. I really appreciate it, Jerry. And okay. I, I look forward to listening to you in the future and have a good night. All right. Thanks, man. You too. All right. And bless. thank all of you for listening and we'll see you next time.